Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, what's up, friends, and welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast. On this episode, we are going to deep dive into our August message series content. But before we get to that, I have with me on this episode, James Meehan, our Switch content creator. And James, this is one of our first episodes back since summer break. So tell us what was a highlight from this summer for you? Yeah, so two highlights. Highlight number one would be my wife and I celebrated our six-year wedding anniversary. We took a trip to just outside of downtown Bentonville, Arkansas, the Northwest Arkansas area. It was incredible. Like we had been to Northwest Arkansas to visit our Rogers Life Church, but I'd never Mm. actually stayed there for an extended period of time. And it was wonderful. Like the terrain felt very Colorado-esque, but it was way closer. I didn't have to fly. Prices were cheaper and it kind of felt a little bit like Oklahoma, which is nice because that's just familiar to me. Mm. So we had an absolute blast. The second highlight would be last week. I got to have like an unofficial staycation because I was out sick, which not fun, but my son is now in daycare. And so Mm. he was in daycare. My wife works from home. And so we got to spend like the whole week together without him and just (laughs) enjoy the time and don't get me wrong, like I love my son so much. Being a parent is absolutely incredible, but it's just different than when my wife and I, Mandy, were married without kids. And so to mm. just get to have that time together was really special. Even though I was sick for most of it, it was still a really, really meaningful time. Mm. Cool. Well, glad to hear that. Also, I'm pretty sold on visiting Bentonville. So thank you it was for amazing. that glowing recommendation. Yeah. And then whenever you go, I will tell you where to eat because there were a couple of spots that we went to multiple times, even though we were only there for like five days. Dang. Okay. Let me write this down as <laughs> based on this episode. <laughs> okay, cool. But actually, we are here to talk about all things August content. So can you just start off by giving us an overview of where we're going? We heard a little bit about it from Vince last week, but wanted to take a deeper dive. So just start us off with an overview of where we're going. Yep. So for the month of August, we're going to do a four-week series titled How to Share the Gospel. How to Share the Gospel. And the heart behind this series is to really do a more thorough job training our students on Mm -hmm. one of the fundamental aspects of being a follower of Jesus. You know, Jesus begins his ministry with the announcement that the good news of the kingdom of God has come near. So repent and believe. And He ends his ministry in Matthew's gospel with this amazing commission he offers to his original disciples and he offers to us, which is to go into the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that he has commanded us. And all between that, the beginning and the end of his ministry, he is showing us what life is like when God is in charge. What the world will be like when God is truly king here on earth as it is in heaven. And all of that is really good news. And for those of us who are followers of Jesus, we've experienced it firsthand. And now we have been called by God to share that good news with others. Now, most of us as Christians would agree that that's something that we should do. (laughs) But also most of us as Christians You, me, the people that are attending Switch, like your fellow leaders, other students, people in our churches on the weekend, also recognize that it's not 
always something we actually do. Or right. if we do, we may not do it as confidently or skillfully as we could. Mm-hmm. So how can we take these four weeks to better train and equip our students so they will have the skills and the confidence to share their faith with others and invite them into the family of God? And this is really strategic being our August content so that it will be what leads into the school year and the official fall semester so that the students that are a little bit more committed who have been showing out, showing up throughout the summer will get deeper training so that they can yeah. share their faith going into the school year with others. And so that's kind of the big picture heart of what this series is all about, helping equip our students to do something that we know we've all been called and commanded to do, and that's to share the good news of Jesus with others. Come on, that is super exciting. Something else that's cool about this series is we are going to follow that same format that for those of you who were switch leaders throughout June, we did that how to read the Bible series. And we had like a unique style to this series. It wasn't just like all normal messages like we're used to. So what's the thought process behind doing a series that follows what we call the four steps of empowerment or the four steps of delegation. Yeah. So the four steps of delegation, when you are training somebody to do something new and empowering them to own an area of authority is to first, you as the leader, do it while they watch. The second step is that you do it together with the person you're training. The third step is for them to do it while you watch. And then the fourth step is to then empower them to do it themselves. And so what we're trying to do here is follow those four steps loosely over the course of these four weeks, where week one of the series is going to be a video message telling our students what the gospel is and why it's important to share with others. Then week two is going to be a live speak from your youth pastor, where it's going to be a little bit more specific about how we share the gospel with others. And then in weeks three and four, we're going to have small group nights where we're going to actually give our students a worksheet that's going to help them actually write out their life change story so that then in week four, they can show up to switch group ready to share their story of life change with the other students in their groups. And so week one, we're going to watch a message where somebody is going to teach us what is the gospel and why does it matter to share it. In week two, together, Mm -hmm. we're going to learn from our youth pastor how to share the good news of Jesus with others. In week three, we're going to actually give our students the resources to write their life change story. And our hope is that in that week three, you as the switch leader would be able to help answer questions, facilitate that process to help your students be able to write their story and actually get to hear your story when you get a chance Mm -hmm. to share it with them. So that come week four, the final week of this series, all of your students will know what their story is and they will have a framework with which to use to help share it. And they're going to be able to share their story with each other. And we think this is going to be not only really great practice for them, but also a really cool way for those relationships to go deeper and for those fellow students to get to hear the different ways that God has been moving in the lives of their peers. Yeah, that's so good. You said something about week three that may or may not have caused some people's heart rates to go up. And that is that we are going to be, as small group leaders, sharing our stories to provide an example to our students of what that looks like. And yeah, when it comes to sharing our own testimonies, what are some tips or tricks that you have for us as leaders as we prepare to do that and do that in such a way that we're actually sharing with wisdom, but still being vulnerable? 
Yep. The good news is, is that you are going to get access to that how to share your story worksheet ahead of time. Mm. <laughs> so we'll provide that to you the week early so that you can have that to use for writing out your own story. Because for some of us, this might be the first time we actually take the time to write our testimony right. and then share it with other people. And I think it's yeah. going to be a really cool process for us. Others of you, maybe you're an expert. You've been doing this for years. And hopefully this resource will just be a helpful way for you to be able to coach your students to be able to write out and share their story. But that's the thing I would say, yeah. number one, is that's going to help you be able to put your story on paper, have a framework to follow when you share it. But then when it comes to figuring out what to share and not to share, the most important yep. thing I would remind you is that this time with your switch group where you're sharing your story is not actually your life group. And so there's mm. things that are true in your story that are better saved for your peers and not meant to be shared with your students. Now, here's what I'm not sure. saying. I'm not saying that you pretend that your life was sunshine and rainbows. I'm not saying <laughs> that you lie to your students. That is not at all what I'm saying. So if you're hearing that, you're, you're not listening to what I'm saying. What I'm <laughs> saying is for you, think through the age and the maturity of your switch group as you're processing what to share and what not to share. So for example, yep. I lead a switch group of used to be sixth graders. They're now seventh graders. And so when I get into the uh, part of my story where I talk about what my life was like before I became a follower of Jesus, there are certain things that I was engaging in that I'm not going to be explicit at all. I'm going to be pretty vague, right? When I talk about my lack of sexual purity with my students, I will probably just say that, that I was not mm. sexually pure. If I even bring that up, I could just instead talk about how when I wasn't following Jesus, here's what was true in my life. I felt really alone. I felt like my life didn't matter. I didn't think I had anybody who really cared about me. And honestly, I found myself questioning whether or not living was even worth it because I didn't mm. believe in God. I didn't believe in purpose. I didn't believe in meaning. I didn't believe in an afterlife. So when I looked at my life and the world and the universe, it was all yep. just kind of meaningless. So, so maybe yeah. that's the angle that I'll take because I got a group of seventh grade guys. Now, if I had a group of high school dudes, you better believe I would talk about my addiction to pornography when I was a teenager mm. and how through beginning a relationship with Jesus, getting connected to the church, getting accountability, I was able to put systems and practices in place to overcome that addiction so that going into my marriage, I could be much healthier with the right mindset and habits to be able to honor my life well. And all of that's going to come down to you taking some time to ask the question, number one, how old are my students? Number two, how mature are my students? And number yep. three, what parts of my story are worth sharing with them? And what parts of my story are better saved for my life group and for my peers? And I think yep. that's one of the things where as you begin to ask those questions, I think a lot of the stuff is going to come together and you'll be able to figure out pretty quick what is and isn't appropriate. And if you find yourself yeah. still not sure how to figure it out, then talk to your co-leader, talk to your youth pastor, because they'd love to be able to help you prepare and process through what that looks like so that on that week where you're sharing your story, you can do it with confidence and you can yep. do it with wisdom. Yeah. That's so good. And I, I love the line that you mentioned a couple of times. Your switch group is not your life group. <laughs> right. However, that doesn't mean that your life group can't be involved in this process. 
Like yeah. I would highly encourage you to involve your community in this. And if you haven't yet shared your story with the people that you are doing life with, man, what a great opportunity for a trial run. <laughs> Come on. So yeah, so you started to hit on kind of the difference between middle schoolers versus high schoolers. So I just want to dive into those two specific contexts and ask you if, if our leaders are leading a middle school small group, how can we help our middle schoolers actually care about any of this stuff that we're talking about and <laughs> see the value in learning to share their story? Yeah, that right there is a wonderful question because you know, <laughs> going into this night, I'm fully expecting that there's going to be a couple of my guys that show up ready to share their story and take it seriously. And I'm fully prepared for the majority of my guys to show up and look at this as an opportunity to make some jokes, get some laughs and have a good time. Sure. And sure. so what I want to do before I even begin to set expectations for them is actually make sure that I have the right expectations for myself. Because yeah, good. this whole journey of following Jesus is a journey. We're all in a different stage and place in that journey. And because I've been following Jesus for quite a while and I work at a church, I show up to these things like really excited to just dig in deep to the spiritual meat that God has for us. Mm -hmm. But I'm totally aware of the fact that the majority of my seventh grade dudes show up to switch more excited to play basketball and hang out with their friends than they care at all about talking about spiritual things in switch group. <laughs> and yeah, I, like I'm okay with that. Because yeah. I'm just really grateful that they're showing up every week. I'm really grateful that they're choosing to participate, that they're making really great friends in a positive environment that I know is going to be amazingly beneficial for their future. So that's what I'm going to do first is manage my own expectations so that I don't show up frustrated when some of my students aren't caring about this as much as I think they should, because that's not going to help anybody. Now, what I am going to do is for those students who are bought in, who are engaged, who are excited to share their story, I'm going to publicly celebrate that Come on. the rest of the group because what we know is that what gets rewarded gets repeated. And when good. other students see their peers getting celebrated for doing the right things, that's going to motivate some of them to start taking this a little bit more seriously. And then when I have some students that are you know, maybe not making the most of this time and just looking for opportunities to crack jokes. What I'm going to do is gently and kindly bring some correction, redirect them to what it is that we're doing. We're sharing our story with each other to show how God has moved in our lives. And here's why this matters. And I'm going to tell them, this is why this matters. It matters yeah. because God is in the business of changing lives. And one of the most powerful ways that we can share the goodness of God with others is by telling the story of what God has done in our lives. And so this is something that is going to be so helpful for you when you've got a friend that is far from God and you know that a relationship with Jesus would change everything for them. And so while you may not feel the need for that now, man, I'm mm -hmm. telling you what, this is going to be a really helpful thing that's going to set you up for success in the future. And again, even okay. if I cast that vision and I explain it to them, it's going to be some of them who kind of just nod their heads and others of them who pretty much just tune me out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm okay with that because yeah. I know that every single week is one more drop in the bucket 
of godly truth that has the power to change their lives. I'm not responsible for that. I'm responsible for being faithful and for loving them well. Come on. So when it comes to managing our expectations in like a healthy way, when it comes to leading middle schoolers, could you get really practical about what a couple examples of wins would be? Because I think what I hear you saying is it's not necessarily the win that all of the students in your small group like share their stories and craft these amazing testimonies <laughs> that they then go out into their schools and just evangelize the heck out of people. Like, right. But if we think that that's the win, then we're going to get really discouraged. So what are some of those tangible wins that we could maybe shoot for? Yeah. And when I think about this, I get really specific with wins for each student. So Ooh, that's for good. example, there's a student in my group, his name is Mason. And this is a guy who he takes his faith seriously and he yeah. shows up to small group ready to engage. And so a win for Mason is to get to walk through this worksheet we'll provide and be able to share his story like with the group. Like that's a really yeah. great win for him as a seventh grade guy. Now, one of Mason's really good, a win for him is to listen respectfully while somebody else shares their, like that's, like that's a win for him. And if he does, you better believe I'm gonna celebrate it publicly. I'm gonna take some time to tell his parents, man, he was so respectful in groups. And that's I, good. And that was really appreciated. Like I really appreciate that because some guys were getting really vulnerable as they were sharing their stories. Like that, like that's literally the spectrums of how I'm thinking yeah. about what is a win and what isn't. For some of my students, a win is going to be that they at least put a little bit of effort into the worksheet and wrote a few things down. Even if they don't share it out loud, that's okay yeah. because maybe they're not there yet. Now, again, this is based off of the relationship I've built with these students, knowing where they are in their faith journey, the current maturity level that they each bring to the table and doing the best I can to meet them where they are and to challenge them to take at least one step closer to Jesus and closer to who God has created them to be. So those are some really specific examples of yeah. how I'm thinking about going into this night, engaging what success looks like. That's really good. Contextualizing to the individual students that we have in our group when it comes to defining what the win is. And that kind of leads me to the high schoolers yeah. and the opportunity space that I'm seeing there which is all of our stories are different and unique, right? But I think that's something that maybe we can struggle with when we start to gain some of that awareness is, oh man, my story isn't as dramatic. And so it must not be as powerful as this other person's story. Yeah. How do we kind of combat the, that lie and that insecurity when it comes to leading our high schoolers to kind of really own their own unique stories? Yep. You know, what I would do, because there's kind of like two different stories we're talking about here. One is the redemption story and the other is the story of faithfulness. And yeah. I think both stories are immensely powerful, right? And both stories are actually biblical. So for example... Mm. We often point to someone like the Apostle Paul as someone who has an incredible redemption story where he went mm. from hunting and persecuting Christians to planting churches and writing the majority of the documents that make up the New Testament. That's an amazing redemption story. We've heard the stories of people who were strung out on drugs, addicted to sex, that had completely like hit rock bottom. And then right. all of a sudden God shows up in a miraculous way and transforms them completely and now they are preaching right. the gospel and bringing people into the kingdom of god and that is amazing yeah 
But then there's also stories like Jesus, where he was yeah. faithful from the time he was a child until he gave his life on the cross. And there are stories yep. of kids and students and adults in our churches who have grown up knowing who Jesus is and dedicating themselves to following him. And those stories are powerful Come because on. the truth is, is that sometimes what somebody really needs to hear is that it is possible to stay faithful to Jesus and that Come God on. will honor that faithfulness. Now, that doesn't mean that those students whose stories may not look like I ran away from God. I got involved in all of these negative habits and mindsets and friend groups. It doesn't mean that they don't still experience struggles. We're all, right. we all struggle. We all sin. We all deal with shame to some degree. And where those students can really, really share something that I think will be meaningful to their peers that maybe have a different story is the fact that, yeah, on the outside, it looks really, really different. But the truth is, is that oftentimes on the inside, there's struggles that we can connect with each other on. There's difficulties that we experience that may look really different in the circumstances, but what we experience internally can often be really similar. And I think it's well, really powerful to draw those connections for your students, for them to good. be able to have you almost like pointing out and connecting the dots for them. And then yeah. you also, as their leader, be able to celebrate those students who have remained faithful. Because at the end of the day, I think most of us would say that we would hope that somebody who grows up in our church would be able to have a story of faithfulness, right? We're always going to celebrate stories of redemption. But personally, I don't hope for people to have to go through all of the messiness to experience sure. the miraculous. I would sure. much prefer that people choose faithfulness from the beginning until the end of their life because we know that that's a much better life overall. Now, again, those like what I don't want to do here now is like go so far on the other end that forget the power of those redemption stories. But I, I just don't think that that's very common. I think for most sure. students, they're going to celebrate and understand and appreciate those stories of redemption. And maybe they'll question the power of their story if it's a story of faithfulness. Mm, that's good. I think the, the thing that keeps popping into my mind as I'm listening to you talk is it is just like the question of, do, do I really believe that Jesus' grace is enough for me and it's enough for you? Come and that is, that is that common ground that unites all of us, no matter what our unique story and how it plays out is, is that we've all had to come to at the point where we choose to answer that question of, do I really believe that Jesus is enough for, for me? Wow. Right. So I'm excited about that, about these nights of switch. I'm really excited about this series and just to lean in and get to know my students on a deeper level. And I hope after this conversation that all of you guys are really excited about this too. We are praying for you. We are looking forward to hearing the stories that come out of this series. And yeah, we are just thankful that you chose to tune in and listen to this episode of the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today a leader that we're going to be tomorrow.